What an intro that was. Yeah, my husband made the music, which I'm very impressed because I can't do anything like that. And then Neither that clip, do you know it. what that clip is from? Does he recognize the style? It's Betty Boop. Is it? Yeah, so be all, almost all the Betty Boop cartoons are in the public domain. So you can use them. You can use them now. Yeah. And you that one. After 100 years or something, it's, it's free territory, right? Whatever yeah, I'm not sure what happened with that one. But yeah, there's some kind of dispute over the rights. So it's public domain. And that mm. clip is, uh, it's from an episode of Betty Boop where uh, that character, I think his name is Bimbo, he gets like sucked into a cult. <laughs> sounds so about like, right. That yeah. sounds about right. Appropriate, right? That is appropriate. <laughs> so welcome. If it's your first time here, you're watching Deep Program with Carrie Smith. This is a new channel. So if you found it uh, some other way, please hit subscribe. I am very excited for our guest tonight, who uh, Ariel Scarcella. I realize I pronounce your name wrong okay. every time. Ariel Scarcella. And you and I, we've got to meet a couple times. Mm -hmm. But we've never had a conversation about your story about leaving the left. And so I'm I'm just so grateful that you agreed to be here and tell me a little bit more about you. Uh, for anybody who's not, story. well, for anybody who's not familiar Interesting with Interesting enough that most people want me to talk about it, I guess. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So where can people find you, first of all? And then- uh, It's youtube.com slash Ariel with, with two E's and two L's, A-R-I-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Okay. Yeah, I have a vanity URL because I was one of the like first lesbian YouTubers. So they, I, I was like, can I have this URL? And they're like, sure. How long ago was that? When did you start YouTube? Well, I had a van. Oh, um, I started posting in 2009. Oh, like, wow. OG YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and then you had this awakening where you sort of reckoned with some things being on the left. Can you tell me about how that started? So you were already doing YouTube when that started for you. Yeah. Well, like, listen, in the old YouTube days, right, the left meant not being a part of people that didn't believe in you know lgbt or mental illness right meant they didn't think that in at least in my experience right people on the far right were usually more conservative christians people that thought that being gay was a choice or that it was sinful they didn't believe in mental health issues so i and i also like grew up in new york city right so i was conditioned, I guess, to be a Democrat or to at least, at least believe that that was the way I was supposed to be. And to be honest, most of the Democrat leaders we had in, in New York, for the most part, weren't terrible up until the last five years. They were decent. Rudy Giuliani was a really good mayor. He was a Republican. But besides that, the other Democratic mayors that we had weren't bad like they are today. Did you think and Giuliani was a good mayor? I loved time? him. I thought he was a great mayor. Yeah. And I, rem and I was old enough to know and to remember him because he was our mayor during 9-11. I was 15, 16 years old. So it was a extremely tough time. And I think he handled it as well as he could have. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I've been posting, I guess, anti-woke stuff, <laughs> anti-woke content <laughs> for the past maybe two, three years, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You want to call it that? I think for me, it was an interesting journey because, and there's some people out there that have the same experience. I would say very few though that come out as gay and are like on the just associated with the left or make friends that are on the left make friends with people that are on the left or just not on the right and you're automatically you're automatically stuck in that situation because once you don't agree with something that they are preaching 
if you go against the mob, and this is even back four, five, five, six years ago before the whole Trump thing, it had nothing to do with Trump, in my opinion. I think once you go against the mob, you you know you, you never basically you were taught to never do that, right? Yeah. If 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 you did, you would lose sponsorship. You would lose sponsorships. You would lose brand deals. You would lose friends. Uh, I lost my management company. These are all things that I knew would potentially go away if I came out and stood by my morals, which it's funny because people say, oh, Ariel, you're a grifter. You've changed. And it's like, actually, have I, though? I've always been for the same same things, you know, freedom, liberty, let me live my life, sex education, um, science, logic, right? right? I've always talked about these things. And it just so happens that, as Dave Rubin likes to say, the left left him. Yeah, The left kept moving further and further away from me. And I just kind of stood where I was. And I said, I guess I'm no longer there. And I don't know where I belong. And then people on the right accepted me. And I said, okay, I'll scoot over there for a little bit and see what that's like. And that's yeah. where I'm at now. So were you, did you think of yourself before this started happening, before you started having this, let's just call it an awakening, unless you have a better word. Yeah. Did you think of yourself as a liberal and do you still think of yourself as a liberal or does it matter to you? I, I think I think by the actual technical definition, I am a liberal, not a leftist, because yeah. that's I feel like that's another situation. I, and even I like mix those words up sometimes and use them interchangeably when I shouldn't. I definitely think I'm a classic liberal. It's like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to live my life as long as there's nothing morally wrong with it, as long as it's consenting adults. You know, let me take, you know, take classes that I want to in school. Let me, you know make my own money, don't take too much money from me. And, and that's it. Let me live, live and live. Like that's like, which is interesting because the left, which used to be all for that is kind of the opposite. It's like somewhere down the line, it switched. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure where that happened. My guess is somewhere between gay marriage and 2015. That's mm -hmm. when I started seeing things kind of shift. On and YouTube did... specifically, I would say like 2015. It, and is that what started to, because I had my own experience with waking up. I was in the social justice left for about 20 years. I was a really passionate, yeah. true believer. What was it for you? People always ask me, what was it? And, and in my case, it wasn't one particular thing. It was sort of an evolution of things I was noticing. What did you right. start to notice? What was it for you? It was a bunch of things. I think, I think the main thing was that it became very... It, it, it felt very familiar and in a bad way. It felt like I was in a relationship with ex-girlfriends that I was in, like that I had been with before. I know that sounds weird. People aren't gonna understand it, but whatever. It's my, it's my truth, okay? I was in abusive relationships in the past. Yeah. And it took me a long time, a lot of therapy, all these things, a lot of self-reflection to understand what these relationships looked like, what abuse looked like. Uh, and if you go piece by piece, like this is, this, I, I made a video and there's a chart in the video and it says, you know, these are traits of abusive relationships, right? And it's talking about mental, emotional abuse, not physical abuse. Physical abuse is pretty obvious, right? You get hit, it's yeah. physical abuse. Um, and it's like a pie chart. It has like 15, 16 different things. And every single thing that was about, this whole chart was about romantic relationships. Every single thing could also be, Take, like a piece of that could be taken out and 
and fed to people on the far left and they would love it because that's exactly what it is. Like things some like of those things. No, no, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Well, like controlling who you associate yeah. with. Is that one? Yeah. Yep. Controlling who you associate with, controlling your finances, making sure um, you speak their own language. The, the goalposts keep shifting was another one. You know, what's okay to say today isn't okay to say tomorrow. That's all abusive tactics that people in, in relationship, relation, in manipulative relationships will use. Like, it's insane how accurate this is. I think it was, I think it was 16 pieces and I think 14 of 16 of them were wow. things that I had experienced. Not that, not that the other two aren't experienced by the people, but 14 of them I had experienced from people on the far left. That's amazing. I've never, yeah. I've never experienced it with anybody on the right or in the middle at the moment. These are only, and and that doesn't mean that it can't happen, but this is just my experience. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So in my case, I didn't go down a list of abuse tactics, although I've since looked at some of those, but I looked at cult characteristics and the social justice. I have a video coming out yeah. about that too. Yep. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? There's, there's the big one that it doesn't meet. Like there's not like one charismatic leader. And so I think that stops people from thinking about it as a cult. Sometimes. I don't think there's a charismatic leader. I think the, I think that the things that they try to push, the ideas mm. that they try to push is the charismatic leader. Mm. Because if that makes sense, right. It's like, it's this, it's like these lessons that they're preaching is their way of telling us, this is the type of person you need to be. Does that make, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, it does. It's the you ideology itself is like leading a school of fish. Right. It's like, this is like, it's not a person. It's a bunch of ideas and you have to keep following those ideas. Yeah. So when you started having this reckoning, what was that time period like for you? And then how did you like let people know that your ideas were shifting or did you let them know explicitly or did, or did the nature of what you were doing on YouTube just sort of start changing slowly? See, I don't think my ideas ever changed. I really mm. don't. I think some of them evolved based on like new knowledge. Like I used to think that I thought, you know, that it, it was fair for trans women to be able to play in female sports. And in some cases, in some cases, I still think that it is. It's just very rare. I mean, the, in my opinion, the trans woman would have to not have gone through male puberty, basically, which is rare, right? Especially if you're against children transitioning, and a lot of a lot of places are. Um, I think when I started noticing the pushback though, because the same things that I would have said five, six years ago, when I started saying them three, four years ago, whatever it was like things that I was saying in 2014, I, I was saying this, the same things in 2016, all of a sudden it wasn't okay. So it wasn't that my ideas changed. It's that the people that were listening to those ideas thought that those ideas were now bad for some reason, yeah. morally incorrect, whatever. One of the things, of course, like I'm big on the transgender debate, obviously, um, big on the word woman and, and, and sex-based rights, right? That's a, that's a major thing I consistently talk about. But I would say a lot of it had, a lot of it now has to just do with lying and the hypocrisy coming out of the politicians on the far left. Not that Republicans don't lie, but in my experience, they're lying a lot less yeah. than, than Democrat progressive candidates and leaders. And I think I started noticing that when I was, I was hanging out with one of my guy, one of my friends, he's a Jewish guy, not, not like super Hasidic, but Jewish enough. 
And <laughs> I and I say, and it means it, it, it's important to note that. Because um, I think I think at least in New York City, I feel like most Jewish people did vote for Trump and do vote conservative, right? But he's like a pretty typical libertarian who mm -hmm. voted for Trump. And I remember a few years ago, this was back in like 2018, like middle of Trump's Trump's presidency, he came to me and he's like, so what do you think about Trump so far, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever, I rolled my eyes. And he's like, well, what don't you like about him? And I stood there and I was like, oh, wait a second. Like, I don't like him, but I don't know why I don't like him. Like, that's a red flag. Like, where the hell am I learning this from? Why, like, how was I being indoctrinated? I couldn't answer. And that yeah. was a red flag for me. And I was like, okay, let me take a step back and actually figure this out. Like, where did I learn this from? Where did I learn that I had to be a Democrat just because I was gay? Where did I learn that I had to hate Trump just because I was gay, even though I saw pictures of him holding up the rainbow flag, even though he did nothing in his presidency to hurt LGBT people? Where am I learning this from? Media. You, that's the only place it was. Do you think it was important that the person who asked you that was a friend who you loved and respected? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if it was just some random person from the street or some, I, well, I, th I think, I think some people, I know where you're going with this. I think some people, they would need a family or a friend to tell them. But I also think it's important when people like us speak out because to, to these kids or to these people that are watching us, I think they do see us as a friend because they, at least bottom line, I think they at least see us as they're, I feel like they're least they're less skeptical of people like us because mm -hmm. we we seem more we seem more and I think for the most part we are more genuine mm -hmm. and we don't have an agenda we're just like people online saying what we got to say type yeah. of thing right did especially you, yeah so did you experience any fallout with real life like friendships and relationships I know you said you lost your manager oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah I lost uh well, I was actually, believe it, do you know the Twitter account and the, the Instagram account, Them? No, I don't know. It's actually called Them. Okay. I know, and it's exactly what it sounds like. I was actually, <laughs> yeah. Non-binary? Non it's just like a queer thing. And okay. they had, they, they were doing this influencer program and they had like 15 of us on board and I was one of them. And then they just like never emailed me again. And they were doing like big brand deals and stuff. So I definitely lost a ton of money not by not doing that, by, you know, by opening my mouth. You're such a bad and, grifter. I know, I know. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's the real. The funny thing is, the real grift is staying on the left, right? Even though you don't, yeah. if you don't believe in it, right? Right. I mean, if you if you believe in half the shit that they say at this point, I guess, good luck. But if you don't, then that's kind of even worse because then you're just that's the actual grift. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that that word. I see it getting flung around a lot, and it it truly just means con man. It's somebody who's making money speaking things they don't believe. Or selling snake oil or something, you know. You mean so like Joe like, Biden? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't believe the words coming out AOC? of your mouth, AOC? yeah, but you're getting paid to do it. She lives. She makes like a hundred thousand dollars a year, or whatever. It is. Yeah. And there are people that do that in every belief system, like woke, Christianity, anti-woke. You know, of course. Of I'm course. sure there are Muslim grifters. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, when somebody, somebody there's an opportunity to make money, somebody's somebody's gonna lie about something. That's just how it is. Yeah. But so you lost, you lost some friendships and you forged ahead. And then you now, where are you at? I, I'm, I'm the same as you. If people ask me, if they force me to put a label on myself, I'm like, I guess I'm classically liberal. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I feel the same way. The left kind of changed. I didn't realize in my case, it was 
it was the left moved away from me, but also I did move a little once I opened my eyes and started looking at things and trying to in figure politics, out. yes, but not right. In culture, I feel like I've, I've stayed the same. Yes, like yeah, I'm still positive. I still believe in you know sex education and, and, and that kind of stuff, and I only fans or whatever the hell, like all that stuff. I'm I'm still completely for. I still hang out with porn stars. Like it's fine, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm still obviously for actual LGBT rights that make sense. Mm -hmm. And the politics side of it, I, the left kept moving further and further away from us. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mikey, Mikey's in here. Mikey Harlow. Oh, hi, Mike. And Sarah's uh, in here too, where she was. Uh, here, yeah. I'm not really great at paying attention to the chat guys. I'm oh, sorry. Hello, hello everyone. Hi, yeah, Therese. Um, so, so you did suffer like some consequences of doing this, but what made you continue just saying what you believe to be true? What is it about you? This is a question I like to ask people because I have seen people and I'm sure you get messages from people like this who have this moment of awakening, they wake up, but then they stay silent. And I'll get messages sometimes from people who are like, I really like your posts or I like your videos, but I'm too afraid to hit like. Um, yeah. is there something in a person, a person's character or personality development, or maybe their past or their experience with something that helps them to move past that fear of, of saying something? I, I don't know how to answer that, but I'm going to say this. I think it comes, Hey Sarah, I have, Hey Mel. I think it comes down to your character, honestly. Like, I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, mm -hmm. but you have to you have to get some balls, you know, like you, how many, how many times are you going to let people be bullies in your life? How many times are you going to allow yourself to be bullied? Mm -hmm. It happened to me when I was very young, when I was in like the fifth grade, high school was great. Junior high school was great. Then it didn't happen to me again until I started making content until I started making and saying things that people disagreed with. And I use the word, I'll, I'll use the word bullied lightly here. I don't think it's bullying if people are just like leaving comments, but when you're making full-fledged videos that are lies, mm -hmm. right? Or taking things out of context, to me, that's kind of a form of bullying because people will just take it at face value and, and just believe anything they say, which is how they got people to vote for Biden, right? Mm -hmm. um, my advice to those types of people would be grow a pair of balls, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, I think, yeah, I think, I think that it's a very it's a very teachable moment and a very, it's a, it's a big moment for learnings in like the spiritual world when you change paths in that way. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not really changing paths. You're kind of just like making sure you're on the right path. You're like, this path doesn't seem right. Let me continue on this one. And once you do that, just like anything else, right? Like they even tell you in therapy, when you, when you're healing in therapy, other people around you are kind of going to get uneasy because they don't feel like they, they don't want to feel like they're the problem. Yes. Right? So <laughs> same when you get sober. Feeling, right. Same when you get sober. Okay. So when the same thing with politics or culture, or whatever, like when, when things aren't making sense to you anymore and you start easing, coming away from things and, and going and, you know, taking a step back, people want to grab you even further, grab you even harder because like, it's not me that's wrong. You're the wrong one. And they try to grab you and hold on and control you more. And so you finally say like, no, I'm done. Once I said I was done, I don't get hit pieces written about me anymore. It's kind of bizarre. I mean, once in a while, but like pink yeah. news used to, oh my God, every five minutes. Like they hated you at first. Horrible. Horrible. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Ariel, this is my first super chat on this new channel. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wait, you guys, I didn't know it was turned on yet. Look at this. G-Man. Wow. Thank you, sir. He says, wait, you're monetized now. Yes, I guess I am. Congrats. And let me be the first to support your new venture. Here's new beginnings. Thank you, sir. It's a momentous day. Tomorrow, Ariel will be uh, demonetized. So enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> um, have you, so, so have you heard from, I get the impression from the, the style of videos you do. You do a lot of response videos to woke people that are now pretty I funny. Do. Now yeah. I do. do you have a lot of young people who are following you? And if so, like, do you get a sense for, because I always have people asking me about Generation Z and do you, do, there are some studies that say they look like they might be leaning more conservative, like more libertarian minded. I what do you that. get the sense? I agree with you that. do? I think that's true. I think that's very true. I think that I, I did it. I did an interview yesterday with my friend Darren, who's in the UK, and he's uh, I, I think he's gay. Pretty sure he's gay. Uh, he's leans more conservative, um, even though he's in the UK. It's like even more liberal than here in some ways. And we were talking about that exact thing. I'm trying to remember what he said. About young people? What'd you say? About young people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what he said. I think he said, I think he he's like, when you realize you're an old gay or something like that. And I'm like, I'm not an old gay. I'm <laughs> old gay. I'm older. <laughs> but like, it's interesting how he even saw that, right? And he's a few years younger than I am. But, you know, I'm 35. A lot of people don't know that. Whatever, I'll say it in the stream. But I'm 35. He's 28, I think. And even the difference between people my age and his age is kind of like millennial to Gen Z. Mm -hmm. And then the new people, whatever that would be considered. I don't know what, it, it comes after Gen Z, the, the younger crowd, like 18 to 13. Wow. Okay. Would agree with you and, and say those kids are, are more conservative leaning. And I think it's also because, I, th I think it's partially because, how do I say this? There weren't any mainstream quotes, conservative or moderate voices that were big on social media up until very recently. So now those kids have that, uh, have an opportunity to watch people that have different views. Mm -hmm. Whereas before you would have to like search for a while to find somebody. And if you did, they would be anonymous, right? So yes. you're like, well, how am I gonna relate to somebody if they're anonymous? So kids didn't have that opportunity to look, you know, that makes sense, right? To look different ways. Yeah. It was only the, the woke people with these big TikToks account, TikTok accounts and YouTube channels and all these things. Mm -hmm. Now we have the Hodge twins, you know, we have Brokeback Patriot, we have all these Gothics. White, right? These these different all these different voices that matter and that are making sense. And I think it's interesting because I think I think kids can tell when somebody is being real. Yes. More than an adult can. And yeah. I think that I think that the these crazy leftists, whatever we want to call them, the woke people, I think that at, in the beginning, I think they did mean well. And I think they got carried away because I was friends with some of these people. And I'll never talk too much trash about them because I still think that they, for the most part, mean well, but I think they're too afraid to speak out against anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think half of them believe in what they preach anymore. I really don't, and but that's that's a shame. Have you heard of the uh, the sunken cost idea, where it's like no. you put you've invested so much 
cost into something like a relationship or a job or an ideology right. system. And then you've put so much into it, or let's say a house that you're fixing up that right. you put a lot in and you get to a certain point where maybe you should, you've started to question if this has been a wise investment, but you've already put so much in. You're I like, agree. I, I can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. You think, a lot uh, of I, I people... think a lot of them, I, yeah, I think a lot of them probably, I think a lot of them, I think a lot of them know that and they handle it by just not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, and we know because we see these messages come in every day, you know, and the people with people agreeing with us that are afraid to speak out. But meanwhile, if just three or four more people on our side spoke out, or even on the other side spoke out about some of their own side's crazy ideas, mm-hmm. people, more and more people would, would be open to talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. It takes, uh, it takes a few bigger voices to make everyone else feel comfortable. Have you, in your life, have you had in the past couple of years an experience with um, help, like a red pilling someone or deprogramming someone? Do you think it's possible to do that? I do. I don't think it's, I think for some people, they are actually brainwashed. I really do. I think for other people, like, I don't think I was brainwashed because I was kind of always fighting with people on the far left. If you really look back at my videos, I was always fighting with them up maybe around four years before I even came out as like a conservative Trump Trump or whatever. Um, so I was like red pilled before I knew I was red pilled a little bit. Wait, what was the question again? Oh, have I? Have, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, it's, it's a really interesting, it's people think that like walking around at pride parades or going out in public and being recognized is interesting. It is. But what's more interesting is when, cause like at first, right. They're like, Oh, I love your videos, blah, blah, blah. That's, that was like 10 years ago. Now when people recognize me, it's more like an in passing because they're afraid. Blair White gets the same thing. They're almost afraid to admit that they watch our channel. Oh, they agree with it. No, seriously. Yeah. Like I've had people come up to me at Rhode Island pride at New York pride, very sneaky and be like, love your content. And then just keep walking. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is it? <laughs> or like, or like, just so you know, I love your videos. And uh, I agree with what you say. And I just, I'm afraid I can't say anything, but you know, whatever. And then they'll it's just like, like they're, it's a kind yeah. of closeting. They're closeted. It is. They really re- closeted themselves. And it's sad. Yeah. Because I don't think that most of the things these people are saying make sense. Yeah. <sighs> For the people that you have gotten I wouldn't say gotten through to, but, but people that, you know, who've changed their views or opened their mind, maybe they thought they were open-minded and they weren't. How, how is it? Sometimes people ask me, maybe they ask you, like, how do you, how do you talk to a loved one? Like if you have a, a friend or family member who's gotten super woke in the past few years, and I think we all know people that went the other direction than us, mm-hmm. how do you keep that connection open and how do you bridge that gap with someone? Oh man. I think that I think that pushing anyone to to see your views does the opposite. I think instead you need to just keep posting what you believe in and when they are ready to learn and hear it, they'll learn and hear it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense because it's almost it's going to sound like a weird comparison, but it's almost like when your friend sends you a good song and they're like listen to this and you never listen to it. It's just like, oh, you're annoying me. Sending me like playlists every five seconds is annoying, right? But then when you come to that new song by yourself, you're like, oh my God, I love this song. I know that sounds like a weird comparison. But it's no. almost like you discover this on your own time. Yeah. 
It's like you plant it's a seed. Get to know my friends send me songs. They listen to yeah. songs. Like <laughs> but then if when you listen to that song later on your own, and then you sometimes yeah. remember like, oh, I've got to thank Ariel. She's the one that sent me that a long time ago. And yeah. I wasn't, yeah. Yeah, but like I, I have to find it on my own. It's like a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird human thing, I think. I I had to come to that on my own. I don't think, I, and thank you for answering that. I'm always curious if, you know, what, what things people have tried to talk to those who don't want to have conversations maybe anymore. And in my case, it's not facts. You can't give them facts. Maybe like no, your friend did. Not, their brain isn't based in facts. Yeah. Their brain is based on feeling. And you mm -hmm. can't communicate with somebody that isn't talking sense, mm -hmm. which is why I'm saying, you're in my opinion, you're wasting your time by speaking directly to them. Instead, mm -hmm. just keep speaking the truth, speak facts, speak science, speak moral, you know, morality, preach love. And eventually, if they come to understanding it or if they're ready to hear it, they will. If mm -hmm. not, then other people who are ready are going to find it. Yeah. Where do you think things are headed now culturally? And this might maybe piggyback on that question about young people. Yeah, I get, I, I get this question asked a lot. Yeah, I know people get asked all the time, are they, are you white-pilled, are you black-pilled, or blah, blah, blah. there's all these different colors now. How do you, where do you think we're headed? Um, it was such a dramatic sigh, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just, um, no, I'm, I don't even, I just can't breathe. Um, I think that, I don't know politically necessarily where we're headed. I think, I, I think we are starting to see a shift more towards the middle and to the right because it went so far to the left, people are over it. Um, what I do think, though, is we are seeing a shift in people starting to stand up for what they believe in more because, like, the more it's, – it's like a snowball effect, right? The more, the more people that speak out against the crazy stuff, the more people that will, and it just gets bigger and bigger. So I think that's the shift we're starting to see now. Beforehand um, – and what was it? The Hodge, like a, a good example is I know it said it before the Hodge twins. Now they're going by the conservative twins. I mean, they, they still go by the Hodge twins, mm -hmm. but they're promoting themselves as the conservative twins. And just a lot of people, like we have Christian Walker, who's a gay black guy. Oh, yeah. Talks, talks, speaks out against this crazy stuff, you know? And the more people like him, you know, people, people like those channels inspired me, mm -hmm. right? Before I was like, because I was, I was never an echo chamber person. I followed people like I followed Blair White for like five, six years now. We've been friends and I've only been out like as a Republican or whatever you want to call it for two years. So I've never not followed people on the other side. And I think mm -hmm. watching them and hearing their experiences and their opinions definitely helped me see the other side of things. And I was like, then I can make my decision better right and then i had two choices like what is what makes more sense to me this or this not that it's red or white or red or red or blue rather or black or white but because i usually wind up somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. i generally for the most part can see the see the see both sides of every argument not every argument but most of them yeah but i'm still gonna i'm still gonna side with one or the other usually but i think people like that were desperately needed a few years back yeah and I think that as soon as they came into the picture, things started to change. Are you still friends with any leftists? I'm not liberals, but actual leftists. Leftists? <sighs> Define friend. Um, <laughs> On speaking terms? I'll say, uh, 
honestly, maybe like two, maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe out of like 50 or 60 people. Wow. Yeah. And the sad thing is we have people, you know, one of my ex friends or an acquaintance or whatever you want to call them. I hate bringing up the trans thing. I know I talk about it an awful lot, but it's not about being trans. It's about defining woman. That's really what it comes down to. It's not about trans people. It's how about, it's how about, it's how about, it's about how the trans rights or trans activists who usually aren't even trans themselves co-opted the word woman. Mm -hmm. That's the issue that I have. And that's why I talk about trans stuff an awful lot. Um, well, I can't, I lost my train of thought. Give me a second. You said you're still friends with like two. What did I say? With two people, maybe out of. Oh yeah, I was friends with two people. I can't remember where I was going with that though. It'll come back. It'll come back. Right. Um, was it that? Was it your your stance on, like the trans issue or how oh, it was defined? Okay. I was friends with this one woman, who. You'll notice that when people. Don't believe in something necessarily. That the left believes in, but they don't want to outright say it they'll speak in broad strokes. And this is something I've noticed. So for instance, I had a friend uh, that was a very popular lesbian influencer, we'll say. And somebody asked her, would you date a trans woman? And she said, of course, trans women are women. To me, that's a, broad, a very broad stroke because I know her and I know she would not suck a dick. She would not <laughs> suck a dick. Like, I'm sorry to say it that way. But like, <laughs> why didn't she say those words, right? Yeah. When she should be able to speak about her sexuality just like anybody else. Because I know plenty of trans women that also wouldn't suck a dick, mm -hmm. right? They like women with vaginas, that's great. So why can trans women say that, but cis women or like biological women can't? Like, I'm not crazy about the double standards here. Yeah. So it just drives me nuts that these pe most of these people that you would assume believe in what the majority of the left is saying don't but you yeah. wouldn't know that because they just kind of throw out blanket statements yeah. just to not get involved have you uh read the uh, we we reread for book club the brave new world a brave new world recently well it's probably been a year now and reading it now as compared to when i was a kid it makes so much more sense now and you can see all this stuff unfolding there's one part in the book where it's basically this futuristic dystopia right nobody is everybody belongs to everybody this is one of the things they sell in the future so they say your body if somebody wants it you have to give it to them and i've i've started to see that in the trans part of social justice the yeah. trans activist part where there's sort of if you do not want to date me or have sex with me you're a bigot so you right. have to be open to that yeah yeah. which it's very i think it's more misogyny than anything because it's very rare that you see that happening to males to people that are, are, are men you only see it happening to lesbians usually Oop, like i went away sorry i had to sneeze it's very like you'll see it a little bit with gay guys you know like mm -hmm. trans men being like i'm gay and whatever that's fine say that you're gay but pushing themselves on gay men is so much it's so much rare more rare than a trans woman pushing themselves or a supposed trans woman pushing themselves on lesbians. Cause I think most of these people that are claiming to be trans women are not, I think they're just simply cross-dressers. Mm -hmm. It's very rare for a female person, a female, somebody that's female 
to be into cross-dressing as a kink. It's it's much more common for people that are born male to be mm -hmm. into that sort of thing. Yeah. And then claim that they're trans and then be annoying about it. <laughs> that makes sense. It does. Have you, when you were younger, what's going on right now with the trans kids stuff, which a lot of that I think is trans trending where you've got these soccer mom kind of people who oh, absolutely. It, it's cool to have a young trans kid and they're kind of pushing it, not just in the schools, but at home. So with some of the moms, um, when you were younger, did you ever, you're a little bit younger than me. Did you ever encounter any of this ideology when you were in school and none of it, none, none of, it. of it. Nope. There was none of this bullshit. I, I graduated high school in 2004 and I graduated college in 2008 in college in high school. There was like maybe three girls that were out as lesbian. Everyone, everyone was out as bisexual. All the girls were bisexual though. Right. Rolling my eyes. There was like one actual bisexual girl. So that was more what it was back then. Yes. It was like, oh, everyone's bi because they like kissing girls for guys' attention. But like, it was actually a thing. People actually did that. We joke about that now because it was so dumb, but that was actually what people did when I was oh, in yeah. high school. Oh, well, yeah. that's when I was in, you were in high school when I was in college and that was the thing. I knew several. Literally, yes, yeah. <laughs> literally people did. Now, it, well, I was in college, there was actually, uh, there was a few gay people. You would think in art college, everybody was gay, but it's for some reason not like that. I guess if you're in fashion design, then all the gays, <laughs> gays are there. But just in general, art school, most people are straight like anything else, at least in my school. But there was one trans woman, and I didn't know she was trans, but I'm assuming that she was trans. Mm -hmm. Yes, Sarah made a great point. Goth is now the non-binary pipeline. It, <laughs> it went, it's true. It went from like, there, there, I don't think, yeah, I don't think there was, I don't think there's, I don't think that the path went from, gothic to non-binary i mean uh, rather sorry bisexual people claiming that they're bisexual to non-binary i think it went from people that were gothic now are identifying as that would have been gothic back then or emo now, or emo right or scene are now those non-binary kids or queer meanwhile again you wouldn't like a vagina stop calling yourself a queer like stop like stop doing it you yeah. know yeah well it's related to women and you're a woman, stop calling yourself queer. Yeah, but it's it's related to what that trend that you're talking about when you were in high school when I was in college where you would have straight women claiming to be bi. Yep. And this is the new version of that. It, it is because it's, well, it's sort of this trendy thing. Yeah, trendy thing to do. You get sort of social status points with it. I worked with mm -hmm. some comedians when I was in uh, my old life, when I was in entertainment, who very publicly claimed to be bi. And behind the scenes, it's like, come on, like you never date women. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's all straight I can't stand guys. That. I cannot yeah. stand it. Oh, it drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah. I, it especially drives me nuts because I feel for actual bisexual people. Mm -hmm. You know, it, first of all, it's annoying because they, you know, they're, they're co-opting our, our language and our experience, lived our, our lived experiences. But I also feel bad for bisexual people because they're making them look stupid. Mm -hmm. you know, actual bisexual people. Do you think, if you think back to when you were in high school, I know you didn't encounter this then, but do you think that you might've been susceptible to it? Someone that kind of got pulled into this? No, but not, not the non-binary stuff. Absolutely not. But if I was, cause that point that at that point I was like, I was pretty happy with, I, not that I was happy with who I was, but I was pretty, I knew that I knew that I was gay, but I knew that I wasn't like those people 
Like I didn't need to present myself in that way to, to, to be gay, if that makes sense. But that was a little bit after that. I like, I, it took me like three years after high school to come out or two years after high school. Um, I'm trying to remember, this is high school, college. I would say if I, what I will say to what you were saying, if I was age like 10 right now, I think I would fall into the trend of thinking that I was trans, like actually thinking I was transgender because when I was 10, if this was happening back in the 90s, not now, because there's a lot of things that are different, but when I was 10, I didn't realize that you could be a woman that likes women. I thought you had to be a guy to be able to like women. And I already didn't like my body. I was always hanging out with the boys, probably because I was gay. Not that all lesbians have to do that, but a lot of them do. Mm -hmm. And I think just just the simple fact that I, I loved hanging out with boys, I liked playing sports, I didn't like my body, and I liked women would have made me think that I was transgender back then. Yeah. For sure I would have fallen into it, for sure. Which is, and I'm a very strong-minded person, which makes me worry for these, worry more yeah. for these types of kids, yeah. I see a lot of on YouTube, you can sort of go down a rabbit hole of videos of mostly women who've yeah. detransitioned to who, yeah. And I think it's more, probably more women than men. It, it like, is. Yes. Statistically. Yeah. Yeah. Biological women. For a, num who, for a number of reasons. And I'm sure that you can think of some of them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually way, way, way more common than men, which is interesting because if you look at statistics before the last 10 years or so, just going on statistics alone, people that actually experience gender dysphoria are more likely to be male, not more likely to be female. So why is this influx of young women yeah. suddenly claiming that they're trans happening? Well, sexual trauma likely, mental illness, young women are more likely to experience mental illness or have body dysmorphia than men. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those things are being or se and sexual trauma, also PTSD, all these things. Young women are also more likely to get sexually abused and raped instead of men. I think all those things are being confused for gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's just the cool thing to do now to be trans. So I think it's a mix of everything. And, and young women are, young girls are more likely to fall into that. I'm going to do it because it's a cool trap. Right. Just, it's just how it is. It's always been like that. I think it's also a lot of young lesbians, like you were saying. It's a lot of it's a lot yeah. of young lesbians that are claiming to be I think th thinking that they're trans men that would have been like butch women before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's a wonder why why I talk about this. It's like it's most most because I hate trans people actually. It's because a lot of these subjects are a lot of these people are that are being subject to this are are not trans and are actually just like cis women that are same sex attracted and yeah. either ashamed of it or you know. Sarah and I have this conversation all the time. Yeah. We talk about it. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind bearing with me, I'm just going to put a couple of these up on the screen. Thank well, you guys. Matt Deckard says, uh, oh, it's not as important as the second super chat. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, Matt. And uh, what else? I'm not used to have scrolling through here for these. This is the first time we've had them. I think there was one from Little Ragamuffin. Oh, yeah. Yay for super chats and freedom. I also have one more thing to say. This show is so gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you... Gay. It's half are gay. You what do you... You're, you're straight, right? Me? I'm straight. Yeah, yeah. So it's half gay. It's only half gay. Cut down the it's middle. A... Yeah. Right here. <laughs> 
What do you think about the uh, the reaction to, I'll just talk about something topical for a moment, yeah. but the reaction to what they're calling in Florida the don't say gay bill? Um, I've read the bill and I think the bill's fine. I don't think, first of all, the bill doesn't even mention the word gay. That's the truth. I read it. It's like six pages long. And I live in Florida. I'm not worried about this. What the bill is attempting to do, hopefully it will, is put the control of what kids are learning to put the control back in the hands of parents. They don't want their kids being taught about sexual orientation and gender identity and all this bullshit at the ages, what is it? I think kindergarten through grade three. That's super young. When I was in grade three, I still didn't really understand. I didn't know what I was gay. I didn't know until technically grade four. And even then I was just like, I don't really know what this means, mm-hmm. but I know I'm different. Because you're not, you don't have, you have to remember, you're not, ex- sexual orientation is exactly that, it's right, sexual orientation. I didn't think about sex until I was like 13. And it wasn't even like, oh, I want to bang that girl. It was like, oh, that's what sex is kind of thing. Oh, like, mm-hmm. you don't start craving that kind of stuff until you get puberty. So why are we teaching young kids about sexual orientation? Romantic orientation is a different story. Mm-hmm. That I think when you're very young, you know that you're different. Because I knew like watching Disney movies, I would picture myself as the prince trying to rescue the princess. I didn't, not that I wanted to be a boy, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be romantic to a woman, if that made mm-hmm. sense. And that was the way that I, I guess, saw that happening in my mind. Like, oh, Prince Eric, or even though that'd be weird dating somebody named Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> but like the idea, right? Of, yeah rescuing a princess I, I didn't want to be rescued at least by a boy and that's the only story that they were showing mm-hmm. so I was like well maybe I could picture myself as the boy that way I could rescue the girl right something like that mm-hmm. that's yeah. just the way I experienced it and the way most of my friends experienced it as well through like those types of Disney movies and scenes and such yeah um so you bill yourself as the queen of controversial conversations. I'm wondering mm-hmm. what is your most controversial opinion? Opinion? What's, yeah. What's the, what's the thing that's gotten you into hot water? I don't know. I think I, the thing is, I don't think any of my opinions are actually controversial. I, I just say that as a joke and it's just cause it's got a good, it's good play on where it's the queen of controversy. Um, but I say the queen of controversial conversations cause it's just, I don't know. But, it's good alliteration. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's the point. That's what I tried to do. Um, I think possibly from, like, if we're, if we're going by what the left, people on the far left say, I think my most controversial opinion would, would be, like, the non-binary stuff mm-hmm. and how I feel about the fact that all these kids are, are not lying, but they're being indoctrinated into thinking that there's something that they're not. Mm-hmm. I think I think most people, at least sane people, can understand where I stand on trans issues. But I think this whole non-binary thing and this queer stuff, um, I think people can get on my case about it. And I can understand where they're coming from in a way, because from their perspective, they're kind of like, these kids just want to belong to something, just let them be whatever the hell they want. And I'm like, yeah, I can understand that that frame of mind, but I still don't think that this is the way to do that. Because I don't think that they're being what they are. I think it's the opposite. I think that they're being something that they're not because they want to be a part of something bigger, Mm -hmm. 
which is healthy and normal to know that you're a part of something bigger, that you're not alone. But I also think that it's a lack of, believe it or not, I think it's a lack of religion and I'm not religious. And I say that as a spiritual person, I think of, think of, I think that the lack of religion is bringing kids to need something to pun intended, look up to. Yeah. Right. Um, and this is what they're like, I, I say it all the time. I, instead of the word of God, I say the word of woke, like mm-hmm. wokeness is the new religion. It really is. Yeah. It follows all the, the, the technical, a lot, it follows a lot of the technical, um, not points, but I guess things that you would have to adhere to for it to be, to be, you know, considered, to be considered a religious person, so to speak. Yeah. There's ritual. There's right. There's ritual. You have to say certain things, use certain words, repeat after me, whatever. Uh, What did you say? The what? Uh, I just learned that word this past year, liturgy. It's like the spoken word that where you repeat it, it's a part of religious practice. And they yeah. do that. Like you're saying, yep. let's say, say my name. And then, yeah. you know, we all, Black also lives lives matter. repeat after us, Black lives matter, yeah. repeat yeah. after us, trans women are women, repeat after us, whatever. Mm-hmm. No human is illegal, but it's like, okay. Yeah. At surface value, all those things are good. Like they all kind of like want, they all want to be good things, but it's not, it's such a, these are such deep issues that you can't, again, you can't paint anything, any of these issues with a broad stroke. It's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. But that's how you get people on board with these things because it's so broad. Oh yeah, I get a lot. A lot of black lives do matter, of course. Then when you get into it, you're like, oh shit, this organization's terrible. (laughs) But you don't know, like you just see the broad stroke. Oh yeah, the words black lives matter. Three words, simple. Great ad campaign. Yeah. Great ad campaign. Oh yeah. Terrible organization. Why do you think woke ideology was able to take such, because I really view it in the past couple of years as when it went mainstream. When I, back when I was in it, most of the time I was in it, it, it wasn't popular <laughs> until Same. it kind of got, yeah, it got popular in, in right around the time you're talking about, like around 2015, 16, yeah. 17, it started to come into prominence. And mm-hmm. do you think it's primarily sometimes i think about it in terms of it's a philosophy issue or an idea an idea issue a problem with ideas and ideology but other times i think of it as a psychology issue and a problem with people's psych we have a mental health crisis i think in this country is it primarily um about fixing people's psychology or is it just about giving them better ideas i think it's both and i also want to add to that and say i also think that it's and i think i've I've spoken about this publicly. I think I think it's the idea of this, not my generation, but the one right after me. It's the participation trophy generation. They they want everything for free. They expect everything. They they um, they only want the best. They expect nothing less without having to do anything. So they're pro socialism and communism, even though they don't really know what that is, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. They're studying gender studies in school besides instead of government. So they don't even yeah. know what's right. Um, I think it's, I, I do think it's a lack of education. And I think, yeah, I think it, I would say that I would say it's those three things. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. I think to change that, I think, not that there needs to be a restructuring, but I think we need to bring back, do you ever see the, tr- the, tr- the tr- uh, hashtag on Twitter, bring back bullying? I, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't think we should actually bully people again. 
<laughs> but I think we do need to be more stern with these people. Yeah. Because when you don't get bullied, you don't get humbled. And these kids are not humble. Yeah. They, they don't have an ounce of humble in their being. So, and that worries me, right? They've never been smacked, right? Yeah. The, the, the generation, my generation, my, my dad would, would slap me if I, if I was bad. Do I think that's, I, that's a whole other conversation if I think that's okay. <laughs> but I think, I think these kids need to be humbled. And instead they're being praised for shitting brown. Yeah. Well, even figuratively, they've never been smacked. No. no <laughs> like, like, so, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's the, I think that's the major problem, to be honest. I think that, and then the lack of a higher purpose is a big yeah. part of this. Yeah. Cause I think ever, everybody naturally wants to believe that there's something bigger than just whatever this is. Mm -hmm. uh, some people get that from religion. Some people get that from having kids. And this new generation kind of isn't doing any either of those things, yeah. so I think they're lacking not a not substance, but lacking lacking a purpose, maybe or like knowing purpose. what their purpose is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a. I've heard Jordan Peterson talk a lot about a crisis of meaning. Yes, and That's I agree. Yeah, with he's you. he's per yeah he's he says it perfectly. I agree mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's not religious. I don't think he's like me, right? Most recently I've heard him, well, he's, he's always said he behaves as if he believes God exists. Mm -hmm. And I think he like started morality to, wise. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he started to move a little further in that direction recently. Um, just contemplating questions of God and you know, that when we got to talk just a little bit outside of the better discourse conference, mm -hmm. that's something I'm really interested in the past couple of years as well. And I think that's part of it is because when I left the social justice left it, it created a vacuum for me that i didn't i didn't well, realize it, it, it created a hole yeah it created a hole and you're like well what do i do now like yeah what am i worth what's my per like what am i doing here what do i have to fight for at first i tried to put alcohol in that hole and it did not work yeah yes yeah yeah so i think that i think that's true i think I've, the more i think about it it's like I think people are trying to find something like you said to look up to and right. in that that position they're putting things that just literally don't... right they have pillars yeah. they have yeah. they have a pyramid of, of of oppression right you're yeah. literally who am i supposed to look up to trans women of color okay they're mm -hmm. at the top look at it no yeah. <laughs> and none of that's sustaining actually we're all the same we're all we're on different paths we're all learning different things but we're all spiritual beings yeah having a human experience so yeah any better than anybody else cut it out yeah, Teresa says a God-sized hole, like we say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God-sized hole. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't want to keep you too long. I'm trying to keep these to an hour. Um, but if you wanted to leave people with, just tell them again where they can find you if they want to see more of your videos. And maybe um, if there's any younger people watching who are maybe questioning some of like social justice ideology or they're afraid they're the only ones having these, these questions, the only one who thinks differently. Like, what would you say to them? I would say now is the time for you to be honest, especially if you're a minority, we need your voice. And if you start speaking up, people are going to listen to you right now. I think there's a lot of us that paved the way and instead of a dirt road, it's it's, it's not cement yet. <laughs> but it's, it's, we're paving it, right? We're slowly. And I, I think 
the more people we have to pave it, the easier the road's going to get for us. Yeah. I think I think now is the time for these people to start speaking up. Yeah, that we're afraid for. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, I think the people who are speaking up for the last few years took the brunt of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, right on. And mm -hmm. people can find you online. <clears throat> uh, youtube.com slash Ariel, A-R-I-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Cool. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. And I hope I get to see you in person again soon. Uh, soon thank you. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out in the chat, guys. Again, uh, just the announcements. This is a new channel. So if it's your first time here, hit subscribe. And we do now have a locals and a subscribe star and Patreon set up if you want to support the show. Or you can just share this interview with people who you think would like it, especially people on the left. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you, guys.